0: Welcome. You're about to hear an inspirational message by David Entry. May your faith increase and your heart be stirred towards God as you listen to this life-transforming message. Press subscribe so you're the first to know when the messages are released. Blessed are your ears for the things they hear. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. Is that okay if we all read out together? Yes. Let's all read. let's go. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jews first and to the, the, the Gentiles. Now, verse 70. let's go. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it's written, the just shall live by faith. All right. He said, when you read your Bible, this is how you should try. It's, it's grammar. The Bible is English, okay, unless you are reading it. French or different language, but it's grammar, practically. So those of you who didn't like grammar in school, it can, it can affect you the way you, you interpret the Bible. What's the meaning of the Bible? The meaning of the Bible is what the Bible is saying. A lot of people read into it. So it said, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, um, for it is the power... I am not, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone. Now, someone can say, that is how God can be saved. God needs salvation. See, God also needs salvation. But that's not what the text is saying. So what grammar does is, grammar helps you grammatically. Let's even take religious caps off. Take religious. Grammatically, what does that text mean? So you have to, this is how you interpret the Bible. Interpret it based on what the text is saying. No, what is it is not saying. In theology, it is called exegesis. To exegate is to dissect, break it up, and pull out. To break it, and what does it actually exegate? When you are reading it, what is it saying? To ex, ex is out of. Okay, exegate. Okay, so Jesus has to do with writings, letters, or... And so exegesis is to read out, to pick out what is said. Whereas the opposite of exegesis is asegesis. To asegesis, to it means to read into it what is actually not saying. Oh. And sometimes charismatics like that a lot. Yeah. We read into the text. And a lot of preachers do that to make a point. But when you look at the text very well... But, what Pastor is saying is actually, when you look at the grammar, that's not what the grammar is saying. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't say that. So, why is he saying that's what the, the Bible is saying? For instance, let me use uh, the speaking in tongues matter. In 1 Corinthians, I'm just showing, I'll go back to Romans. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, let's go to verse 18. It says that I thank God that I speak in tongues more than you all. Say you all. You all. That, what does that mean? It means that he speaks in tongues more than all the people he was talking to. Yeah. It can't mean any other thing. More than you all. The preacher said, I speak in tongues. Th-. That means when you're a church leader, you must be praying more than the church members. Wow. Really, that's not what he's saying. But you can infer. Because if he is the preacher and he says, I speak in tongues more than you all, no wonder he could get great results with the people. Then you too, if you want to get great results, you have to follow the footsteps of those who are ahead. Yeah. So this doesn't say a preacher must speak in tongues more than his members, but if the Apostle, pre- Apostle Paul said he, speaks in, he spoke in tongues more than them, then if you also want to be a good preacher or a good leader like Apostle Paul, then you can use that as your yastic to try and speak in tongues more than the people. But that in itself does not say preachers must speak in tongues more than the congregation. So if you use that as a text case or as scripture to tell people they must, if you're a pastor, you must speak in tongues more than everybody, you are wrong. God, that's not what it says. Now, now it says, I thank God I speak in tongues more than you all. Nevertheless, in verse 19, in the church, yet, say yet. In the church, I would rather speak with... uh, Five words with my understanding than, uh, that I may teach others also. Now, watch this. So, those who say, why are you speaking in tongues in church? Because Paul says that you don't have to speak in tongues in church. Is that what he said? Is that what he said? Why are you running to conclusion? Open your eyes and read grammar, 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 grammar. So, approach it first, not religiously. It's a, it's, it's a text. It's, it's something that has been, it's print material and you are meant to re- read it. So read it and first of all, read what does this statement mean before you try and get revelation out of it. What does the statement, the statement here, what is it? It said, yet in the church, I would rather speak five words with my understanding. Oh, so that it doesn't say in the church, I will not speak in tongues. And neither does it say, when I speak in tongues, everybody in the church, everybody must understand. So they say, they say, those who speak against tongues in the church, they say, when the day of Pentecost came and the people spoke in tongues, everybody around understood them. Mm-hmm. Is it true? Yes. Is it true? true? Is it true? Acts chapter 2. You don't know your Bible, so. Yes. Is it true? Yes. Acts chapter 2, verse 8 yes. and verse 9. Yes. Is it verse 8, verse 6? Okay, it's verse 6. If uh, it's in very, and when when the sound, uh, when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak where? in their own. Did they hear the people speak? They spoke, in, what, look at verse 4. Verse 4. And they all began to speak, uh, they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak what? With other tongues. Yes other tongues, as the Spirit gave them. And then people who were outside, when they heard what was going on, they came, and what did they hear? Verse 6, they heard them in their own language. And verse 8, they said, these guys are Galileans and all that. How is it that we, we hear each of them, or we, we hear each in our own language in which we were born? So they could hear saying that, hey, God, God has visited us. God is, They could hear its actual intelligible language they were speaking. So now people say, the tongues that the apostles spoke people could understand why do you come to church and your own no one can understand so they stand on that to judge the tongues that i speak then they say paul said in the church i have to speak with my understanding please you are you are jumping the gun you are not interpreting it right paul didn't say people heard their, their speaking tongues so in the church you also have to hear me he didn't say that he said in the church i speak in tongues more than you all but in the church what will i do i'll speak with my understanding you leave the that out read the text finish reading it why did he have to speak with his understanding why so that he can teach so when you are teaching how can you teach in tongues that is madness and that's what they were doing in the corinthian church they come and share 75 minutes then she, he comes to stand there Matthew chapter 8, verse 10, after finishing reading, <laughs> and Paul said, there are several musical equipments. Every one of them makes distinct noise. So then those times when you want to go for battle, there's a way they blow the horn, you know this. You know, even when the car blows the horn, you know it's trying to get your attention, which is different from police siren. So there are distinctions. So why is it that you want to command, say something and this? So what he's saying is that when I come to church and I'm supposed to communicate with you, it's madness to try and communicate with you in tongues. Why? Why can't I do that? But Acts chapter 2, the people heard them in their own language. But that's not the same thing. Because the one you are speaking, actually, 1 Corinthians Chapter 14, verse 2, what does it say? It says, if I speak in tongues, for anyone who speaks in tongues does not speak to man. Do you see that? For, why? No one understands him. So on that premise, he said, if I'm coming to teach you, why would I speak a language which no one understands? So he's not talking about praying. He's talking about, verse 18, he's talking about teaching. He's not talking about praying. But when you look at the verse 2, he said, if anyone speaks, if I speak in tongues, no, it speaks to God. Ah, praying, what are you supposed to do? When you pray, Who are you speaking to? God. God. So what stops you from speaking in tongues when you are praying? Now, if you have come together and they say, everybody pray, what stops me? He didn't say talk to somebody. He said pray to talk to God. What stops me from speaking in tongues? <laughs> what, what, what stops me? He said, watch this. He said, if any man, for he who speaks in tongues, does not speak to men, but to God. Why? No one understands him. Ah. But, so why are you saying people should understand my tongues? But ask them they understood. Then let's find out what the different tongues were. Yes. Because the one they understood might be different from this one. Yes. But this one too is tongues. Okay. Wow. And he said, even though no one understands you, how be it? However, in the spirit, you are speaking mystery. Because you are talking to God. So... Boy, when we come to church and they say pray, you can't speak to God. Yes. You choose the language you speak to God with. Yes. Now, so people stand on these things because they are not attending to the text based on grammar. Common, common grammar, grammar principles. Principles of interpretation. Principles of basic grammar. Comprehension. They give you something to read. Then they ask questions based on what you have read. Yeah. So that it helps you to get a proper understanding of the written text. Yeah. Now, when you come, I said, what the Bible says, it is what it's saying. Yeah. The meaning of the Bible is what it's saying. Don't try and say, oh, no, this is just saying it, but there is, no, no, there is something deep behind it. That's where people begin to go wrong. Yeah. Because they expect, no, 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 this is no good. There must be something deep. There's nothing deep. There's nothing deep in the Bible apart from what the Bible is saying. Yeah. So, how do you interpret the Bible? They did, for instance, when it says that for he who speaks in tongues, he just it said speaks in tongues. He didn't say he who preaches, preaches. So don't read really, until so you say, No, this one is talking about preaching. Okay. No, it, didn't, it said tongues. He said speaking in tongues. It it said, and it says speaks to God. It's not preaching. So what why are you trying to twist it to make it make it what it's not saying? So This is how you deal with people. Let's go to the grammar. What is the grammar? What does that mean? Now, when we see what the grammar means, then we can find out what is it trying to say in the context where it has been written. Mm. Mm. Does that make sense? So with that in mind, Romans chapter 1, verse 16. (laughs) For I am not... Let's read already Let's go Did you understand what you read? Did you understand what you read? This is how you should be reading your Bible. Exegesis. First of all, the statement says, for, I am not. You don't start a conversation with for. As soon as you you, you make this statement, stand alone, you are likely to butcher the meaning. My phone is ringing. Hello, for I am not a <laughs> <laughs> no, You don't you don't start a conversation with four. Hello, how are you? I didn't see you. You were not there. I was very very concerned. And he may ask, why didn't why were you concerned? Because another way of four. Oh, yeah. Because I didn't see you, I was concerned. Yeah. I thought maybe you were not interested in the um, meeting. Oh, no, 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 I'm still interested in the meeting. Okay, See, you don't start a conversation. And one, one, watch this, I'm, I want to teach you something else. Do yeah. you know why sometimes people take screenshots of your conversation and send it to somebody to prove something? <laughs> <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> Some of you don't know your screen, uh, screenshots of your conversation on you insane. Yeah, That's why you are in church and you are going to mess up with a girl or with a guy and you are telling, you that the other time when I saw you, the way I was feeling, they have sent me the screenshots. Yes. <laughs> the reason why normally people send screenshots instead of forwarding the message A screenshot will put the statement in a context. Sometimes they send several screenshots, then it roll out, then it roll out, so that somebody can see all the trailers. The problem with the Bible, there's no problem with the Bible, but I'm grounded. The problem with the epistles, you know what an epistle is? Letters. Letters. It's a conversation going on, but you're on one side. So it's like a telephone conversation. You sometimes have to manage, OK, he's talking about this, what he's talking because it's one side. He says, oh, yeah, has he arrived? OK. So when we get there, what shall we tell him? Wow. Is it new? Is it a very big one? OK. Does he use petrol or diesel? See, now you can't tell, it's like it's a car. Petrol or diesel? Really? So can he mow the grass very well? So it's not, it's not, it's not Ferrari. <laughs> but when we take the epistle, it's letters that have been written to people addressing problems that has been told the apostle. So sometimes you have to just re- work out what problem he's addressing. And so when a conversation starts and he says, four. It is important to try and find out what he said before the fall. So, verse 15 says that. So, that's also another one. That's why it's always good to read it in context. But sometimes, so pastor, why is it that when you people are preaching, you just quote? Because the point we want to make is there. And what we are, the, point we are, the, the point we are trying to put across it's within the context. So later, if you go and start reading, you, you can you get it as they say, what we said. We didn't take it out of context. Yeah. Because if you take it out of its context and you make it a standalone uh, or make it a pretext, you, you'll, miss, you'll miss it. That's what a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. They, say the Bible is, they say, the Bible is not true, because they take it out of context. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! <laughs> so um, when you. Uh, you you read the text and it says that, so as much as in me, as much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. Do you know why? I'm coming to Rome and I'm ready to preach the gospel to you. Why? Because for I am not ashamed of the gospel. That's why I want to preach it. Because I'm not. if you don't preach it, you are unlikely to be ashamed. Yeah. People won't preach the gospel because they are shy or they are ashamed. He said, "Me, I will preach it. That's why I want to come to Rome to preach it. For um, That tells you there are, in those days, there are people who are ashamed of the gospel. Obviously, from the text you can tell there are people who are ashamed. He said, for, because I am not ashamed, that's why I'm coming to preach. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. He said, Do you know why I'm not ashamed of it? Because it's actually God's power for to salvation. It's the power of God. To, see, This is grammar, basic grammar. So when you are reading your Bible, don't be in a hurry to look for revelations. <laughs> you want to put something deep, 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 so that when you speak, people will say, wow. <laughs> I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. For the Jews first, we can't ignore that. Yeah. When it comes to races, God has priority. <laughs> even salvation. So for the Jews first. And also, do, you know, do you understand why Satan hates them like that? Yeah. Yeah. Because Jesus was even a Jew. Why is it that he didn't come as Yoruba? I didn't imagine. He <laughs> 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 didn't come as a German. but Why did he come as a Jew? Because that's what God has planned anyway. Yeah. That's also an side. Anyway, it says that to the Jew first mm. and to the Greek. Mm. Greek, there stands for all other people. Mm. All right. Now, Go to verse 17. That's where I am. See, another four. Yeah. Why? Why is it the power of God unto salvation? It tells us. What is the eight talking about? Okay, let's do grammar. Some of you know um, it was a struggle. Yes. But uh, let me try and see, see if I can achieve what your teacher couldn't achieve. <laughs> What is the subject matter here? When you read from verse 15, he said, "I, I," he said, that, "As much as lies in me, I'm ready to preach the gospel to you, too." Okay, so the the, the gospel is the subject. Su- the it's the subject, and the people are the objects. He said, "I want to preach the gospel to you." So now he's talking about the gospel. Then. It says because I'm not ashamed of what that gospel so the gospel is what we are talking about not Jesus please not Jesus okay not Jesus no music no worship nothing but the gospel so I want to come and preach the gospel so I want to come and preach the gospel to you for I'm not ashamed of the gospel why am I not ashamed because it, the gospel is the power of God what unto salvation to the jew and then the greek okay then he continues why is it the power of god because in it in the gospel in it the right in the gospel the righteousness of god the what righteousness 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 the what So preaching brings to bear the righteousness of God. Because what do you do to the gospel? You You preach preach it. it. So as I'm preaching the gospel, I am supposed to be creating a platform for righteousness of God. Then that is where the power of God, the power of God is manifested on the platform of the righteousness of God. That's why I said the gospel is the power of God unto salvation because inside that the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. So that means that, watch this, If it says the righteousness of God is revealed, that means that without the gospel, the righteousness of God remains concealed. Yeah. Because if it says it is revealed, that means originally it's concealed. is it so? Yeah. Because you can't see my belt, can you? So why would I say, do you want me to show you my belt? I want to reveal my belt to you. If it's reviewed. Why would I? Can I tell you I want to reveal my Bible to you? It's up, uh, you can see it because it's not hidden. So, if I want to review my Bible, then I go like this. Then my pot, pot belly puffs up like that. Then. So, for in it's, it's the righteousness of God is re, another word for reveal. Who can help me? Grammar uh, disclose, yeah. We can uh, synonyms. synonyms, synonyms. Some of you didn't you see, you, you, see the, you did instead of studying, you were, you were doing boyfriend, girlfriend. <laughs> Huh? Exposed. Exposed? Mm-hmm. I prefer that one. Uh-huh. Displayed. Yes, the main one I'm looking forward. Unveiled. Unveiled. Ah. So, uncover. Uncover. Now, when you go to African um, <laughs> traditional marriages, <Yes. laughs> yeah. they, they cover yeah. the bride and then they bring her to, for you to tell. Is, is she the one? Yeah. Sometimes you don't. That's why we call veil. Yeah. Veil is to cover something. So to unveil it and... You no, know, when you... Actually, some of the car showrooms, when you buy... No, when they are adorning a new car, yes. they'll put a nice satin cover on it and then they pull it and then it comes... Mm-hmm. <sniffs> unveiling. Okay, so it's unveiling. And then... So when it says that in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, another word for revealed is unveiled. So the righteousness of God... Is unveiled. Without the preaching of the gospel, the righteousness of God remains yeah. there. And what people have been doing—I'm about to say something very strong. What people have been doing is, they go to churches where the gospel is not preached, yes. and some people are not born again. They go and take the Bible, they haven't had a preach, the preaching of the gospel, and they don't realize that so many things are veiled so long as the righteousness of God is concerned. And they take it and they talk rubbish because they don't know it's veiled. I'm not saying that the grammar cannot be plain. You can read legal documents, which is clear, but you won't understand it. A lawyer will say, do you know what this means? Do Do you know what this means? You know, so reading, ability to read a legal document because it is intelligible. When we say something is intelligible, that means it's readable. You can read it and get the grammar. The fact that you can read a legal document doesn't mean you actually comprehend yeah, no. what, what the terms the, yeah, the right. terms inside it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. So, now, when the gospel is preached the right, inside the gospel, the preaching of the gospel it reveals God's righteousness. Now, the topic we are dealing with is the righteousness of God. That means God has righteousness. But a lot of people don't know that. Why? Because they have not been exposed to the gospel. It takes the gospel to unveil, to put into display, to reveal the righteousness of God. So at this juncture, what we are going to be addressing is you preach the gospel and something is unveiled. The righteousness of God. Oh, it helps you to see how God does his things. But not just that. Because the Bible says that the soul that sins will die. And God is a just God, it's a holy God. God is a pure God. For you to come near Him, you must be guilt free. Metropolitan police is recruiting. Mm-hmm. You want to go and apply? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You? <laughs> you have criminal record, actually. They're looking for you. Or, or immigration police arrested you and told you don't work. And you want to go and apply for a job with the police? Uh, with the home office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? An illegal immigrant applying for a job with the home office. Wow. Yes. Wow. If you want to apply for a job in the home, uh, uh, with the home office, yeah. first fundamental principle is that you must have the legal right to work. Yeah. Now, none of, how many of you know you don't have the legal right to appear before God? Oh. <laughs> and yet, you need a job from God. So then, since you've, how many of you have sinned before? How many of you in the past one week, you think you have done something or said something, maybe you should have said, Yeah, you've sinned. And meanwhile, you have to approach God, because how many of you think you will need the help of God? And how many of you believe that if you want God, you have to pray to God? But God is just, and you have sinned are you going to appear before him with your sins? There is a certain righteousness that is required to appear before God. Now, that righteousness, you don't have it. Why don't you have it? Because, boy, anytime you eat nice rice, fried rice with... um, Chicken, black bean, sauce. sauce. (laughs) Every time you eat lasagna. You like that one? Pizza with jalapeno (laughs) pepper. With jalapenos and some roast chicken and roast beef, yeah. Nice pizza with big uh, crust. Cr- cr- Take one. Every time you eat crispy, aromatic duck, every time you eat sweet, uh, uh, um, no, no. Spring rolls with sweet, sweet chili. If you have been hungry before and then you go home and then maybe something is being prepared and yes. no. sometimes even the smell of the food can make you feel full yeah. good food how many of you have eaten good food before yeah. you last night christmas you ate so much good food the next morning you had to go to a place where you can use Tiro. roll and the nice turkey you ate the next after about 10 hours, <laughs> where you went. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey! People couldn't even enter the, the toilet after you came out. <laughs> but all you have been eating is nice, crispy, aromatic, duck. Nice fried rice. Where is this stinky thing coming from? Can I tell you where it's coming from? Inside you. Wow. Inside anything that gets inside you gets have contaminated. Wow. So the reason why you keep sinning and you keep messing up is because inside you ain't good. Wow. We are all dep- we are depraved we are at core so if some people say that you know salvation is like you are drowning and jesus is trying to save you from no no he's not saving you from drowning no. you are dead yes. under the sea yes. Yes. you are a corpse yes. Yes, yes, yes. and a corpse cannot save itself wow. so the fact that you are born again and in church should let you know that it wasn't your doing Because left with you alone, you wouldn't choose God because your ability to choose God is gone, it's dead. So, none of us is righteous, and yet we have to deal with God who is righteous. So that's the conundrum. How can I come to God? How can I get to God when I'm such a sinner and he's so righteous and he doesn't demand anything below his standard? And you can't meet God's standard. Mm. So what he has to do is to find a way of giving you Romans chapter 1, mm. verse 17. He said, for in the gospel, what? The, righteousness the what? Righteousness of God. The what? The righteousness of God. I can't hear you. The righteousness of God. Oh, so God has his own righteousness. His standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey. Oh." I need that one so I can get to God. Oh, then you need to get close to the gospel. Because the standard, the righteousness, it's not your righteousness. Oh, let me check. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 9, it talks about my righteousness. So we have our righteousness. What's your righteousness? When you are doing the right things. So when you do the right, righteousness is right doing, or right deeds, or right behavior. That's righteousness. And he said, my righteousness He said, I want to get to know Jesus and be found in him, not having my own righteousness. Ah. Do you know why your righteousness can't help you? Because your righteousness is so flawed. It's so flawed. If your hands are soiled so bad and you remove stuff from the washing machine that have just been washed, it's been washed, but you will make it dirty. With your good intentions, your hands are not righteous enough. Yeah. So the best thing is maybe put on some gloves, new gloves. And like when you go to the hospital, yeah. the doctors and the nurses, they put on gloves so that it's sterile. Yeah. The righteousness, the gloves of God, before through which you can appear to God, is made available for you in the gospel. Yeah. So you cannot be... Uh, that means you can't be saved without righteousness mm. That's right. oh i want to explain something deep. to somebody you, are mm. Wow. Mm. This is deep. you cannot be romans chapter 1 verse 16 i am not ashamed of the gospel of christ for it is the what power of god what salvation. what does it mean what does salvation mean unto salvation that it results in salvation for someone to be saved there must be power the power that brings salvation Okay, the power that brings. And he said, why? Because in the gospel, that gospel that contains the power that brings the righteousness of God is revealed. So that means you can't be saved without righteousness. Wow. Mm-hmm. We ask in Romans chapter 5, verse 10. Am I making sense at all? Yes. In Romans chapter 5, verse 10, the Bible talks about how if we through the death of Christ by his blood, let's all read that from the screen, please. Amen. What were we? Amen. What were we? Enemy. Anyone who is not born again, what is the person? En- enemy. Whose enemy? God's. It's not your enemy, God's enemy. Oh, yes. And they too they are telling you, oh, don't worry, God understands God. You're actually an enemy of God. Yes. Let's stop telling people it doesn't matter, God understands. You are his enemy if you are in sin. Yes. Oh, okay, but I don't do anything wrong. No, 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 you were born like that. It's not what you have done. Your race is not uh, you're based on your education. Yeah. Who are your parents? That determines your race. Yeah. Why are you a sinner? Because you are born one. Not because of, okay, uh, I've thought this before, but let me say it again. You are not a sinner because of you, you are, uh, your sins. Yeah. You, are a sin, you, you are a sinner because you were born, okay, uh, just let me show you. Romans chapter 5. We are already in 5, 5, isn't it? Yeah, Romans chapter 5. Just jump to verse, verse 19. All right. Let's look at it. For us, let's already here together. Let's go. For, for Adam, us, by one month disobedience, many were, made many were made what? Sinners. Many were made what? Sinners. How did many become sinners? One man's so it's not God to do what you did. Oh, you are not getting it. You are a sinner not because of what you did. You are a sinner because of Adam's disobedience. Okay. So then, uh, why why should God punish me for Adam's sin? No, you don't understand it. Why are you your color? Why are you light-skinned? Why are you black? Why are you the way you are? Why do you look so much like your dad? It's not your fault because, you know, there are times that someone says, I'm not responsible for the pregnancy until the baby is born. Hey. 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 Uh, is and some of you, you know, you know your cousin. The dad said, never, it's not my child until the child was born. He said, you can't deny it. <laughs> uh, you look like you look this way because of your parents. Okay. So, that's how life works. Yeah. So, we are sinners because our grandfather, Adam, sinned. Yeah. And Bible says that Adam gave birth after his image. Yes. So, we were just like Adam in Genesis chapter 2, verse 5 or so. We were just like Adam when we arrived. So, Adam yeah. gave birth, uh, chapter 3, verse and Adam lived 100 years, and God uh, and. Uh, he, likeness he he had he got a son in his own likeness and in his image so what Adam was he began reproducing it so everyone who comes from Adam is so long as God is concerned is after the image of God so uh, sorry image of Adam sinner because one man's disobedience sin the many watch this. this is very important to understand the gospel okay By one man, how did many become sinners? How did many become sinners? Is that the end of the story? Did you see that? What's the next word? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. So So if it works here, then it works for this one too. So if because of Adam we were all sinners, then it equally stands that because of one man's obedience... is there that is the gospel so god is not calling you to behave before you appear right he's calling you to believe in jesus so that his obedience will be credited to you and because of his obedience you also become righteous since it wasn't your sin that made you a sinner it shouldn't be your obedience that makes you righteous Is called the gospel. Wow. The gospel, inside the gospel, we see the righteousness of God in display. What I just showed you. So some people will say that it doesn't matter what you sin, what you do, it's not your sins, it's just what Christ has done. Oh, uh, that we that, explained. Okay, but your salvation is not based on what you have done, your salvation is based on what He has done. Because people, so then. When someone said, I'm a good person, why should I go to hell? Tell the person, sorry, you can't, God is not, you are not a sinner because you haven't sinned. You are a sinner because you were born a sinner, Adam. And it's sinners who are going to hell. Now, you are not going to be righteous because you have done all good things. The day you are able to eat rice and stew and pull rice and stew, then you can tell, tell me that, that now you are righteous enough. But you can't, you can't be righteous in yourself, so righteous that God is impressed with you. Come on. How can, how, excuse me, how can God set a standard and a human being meet the standard? Wow. Even some, most of us here, set, in our universities and our schools, when they set exam, they standard. You can't meet it. Uh, you, you, you are just a student and they give you, Lecturers some when people want to be top top professors, some some questions They have to answer and they give it to you and you believe that you can even the ones your lecturer is asking You can't let alone the ones that he's supposed to he's struggling to answer How can how can that be fair that your appraisal will be based on Somebody's standard which you can never meet then that means that you can never get there. So then there's a problem with man Man by nature is not perfect. We were already born sinners. And now you top it up with your own mess. So it's double, double jeopardy. You were born a sinner and you have also sinned. And you can't meet the standard of God. How can you then impress God? And God wants you to come to him. He wants to do something with you. So God said, I know what I'm going to do. I am going, because if I, say, I give them the credit of God, people will think it's not fair. Okay. So why are you giving somebody the cred, God's credit? God, no, you are different, you are a spirit. He said, okay, then I'm going to be a human being, wow. and I'm going to live the life of a human being to meet all the standards of God. Yeah. Uh, wow. Wow. Then, after I've met the standards of God, that means that one man's disobedience that brought the problem, another man, oh! So, because if it took man to get us into trouble, it must take man to get out of the trouble. See that, see that, see But the truth is, all men arrive dead on arrival. So then which man can help man? So God had to find a way of coming like a man. So in, oh, oh, okay, let me show you first. First of all, God said, just for you to know, here is my standard. You want to have a relationship with me? Okay, let me give you the law. Take it. And when the law came, their sins started increasing. Romans chapter 5, verse 20. Romans chapter 3, verse 20. It's there. Look at Romans 5, 20. Moreover, the law entered. Why? So it didn't enter that you can look righteous. So that your offense, because you are breaking more laws now. Now when the more laws, can you, the law came so that your offense will, will increase. Yeah, abound means increase. But when there's increases in God knows how he can give more grace. Okay, that's why. Look at chapter, chapter 3, verse 20. Romans chapter chapter 3. Are you learning something? Yes. He said, by the deed, because of that, by the deeds of the law, you are trying to, what does the law say? Show me the law. I will do it. He said, by that deed, shall no man be justified in God's sight. Because God knows too much. Mm. He knows too much. He can't be impressed with you. Mm. But, brother, when you are looking for the law, you realize, oh, I've done more sin." So, but the law is the knowledge of sin. You, yes. you didn't know you have done something wrong till they saw you in the law. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Sometimes you don't know how fast you are moving till you look at the speedometer. Yeah. Ah, is this my speed? The law is like a speed, it tells you how fast you are moving and you are breaking wow. the law. Wow. And there's a camera coming. And there's a camera coming. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you getting what I'm saying? And so. God said, okay, let me give you the law. Let's see what you do. And when the law came, it says that it's, <laughs> I'm going further and further, but is that okay? <laughs> it says that it is not that the law is bad mm. because anything that comes from God mm. is pure and good. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 7, verse 13, mm. it's there. The law that God gave is, is as, has what is good. Okay, let's go to verse 12. Look at verse 12. It says that therefore the law is holy. Say the law is holy. why did he say that? I think it's good to look at the verse before. Uh, we are keep going back, 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 back. It's so sweet to read the Bible, you know. Uh, look at the Bible. He said, for sin. Okay, let's look at the verse before again. Let's go to verse 10. It's too much. Okay, let's go to verse 9. Okay. We can keep going, going, you see, so that you can get it in context. I was once alive without the law, but when the commandments came, sin revived and I died. In other words, I didn't know I was doing anything wrong. Till the law, commandments say, that's true, that's And I realized I'm doing all the, that's that that's that. Shall not, that and I realized, oh, my goodness, I'm so bad. I'm so bad. I used to think I was so good, you know. Sometimes you think your hair is so nice until you look inside the mirror. And then you realize, hey, geez. Sometimes you think you, are so, you look so pretty. And then you saw a picture of yours. And then you realize, hey, uh, is that, uh, <laughs> you know what i'm talking about <laughs> so sometimes you think you're okay till so you saw so the lord makes you you think your white is white until you stand near someone who is wearing white then you realize that my, my own is cream it's actually it's beige <laughs> so when the law came sin sprang up and i died. the ne- verse 10 look at that verse 10. and the commandment which was to bring me life i found to bring death because anything from god is life-giving but when it touches me because i'm so old, like the jollof rice enters my stomach now it's producing death so it's not that the jollof is bad but my inside is not good oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what he's saying. So now look at verse 11. It's like for sin, there's something in me called sin. It took occasion, advantage of the law, and used the law to kill me. Instead of the law that should give me life. Then he said, no, I'm, I'm not saying the law is bad. Look at the next verse. The, 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 the next verse. Therefore, the law is holy. The commandment is holy and just and good. Then he asked another question. He's celebrating. So therefore, is it what is good has become bad for me? Has then what is good become death to me? Certainly not. But sin, that it might appear sin, was producing death in me through what is good. Wow. So the problem is not the standard of God. The problem is the standard of man. I was born a certain way. I was born deformed. And there's no way I can, how can you decide to, f- maybe your brother is traveling or your cousin is traveling and they left their watch or something important you have, to- and they're on the plane. And they say, oh, so you start running after the plane and then you jump, oh, no, 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 come on. Come on. Even Rambo cannot do that. So you, you can't you can run after a, a bed with flying? When you try... To meet the law of God by your strength. You are joking. That's religion. Wow. Religion makes you think, I can take a box, I can take a, I can take a box. Religion, because religion does not produce the righteousness God endorses. Wow. Wow. So he said, The commandment is holy, but the problem is me. It was producing death. Verse, look at verse 14, it's very interesting. He said, I'm sold, for I know that the law is spiritual, but it's me. I am kind of sold under sin. Sin has gotten me totally. So now there's a conundrum. God's law has come. How can we be righteous and meet the standard of God so we can reinstate relationship with Him? That's the problem of man. So God gave the law, and you know what the law did? It was rather bringing death from what we read. So when you go to Romans chapter 8, verse 3, it says that. For what the law could not do. Oh, that's the gospel. I'm telling the righteousness of God is very good. For what the law, the law, the law is good, but because of me, the law could not do in me. What the law could not do in that, it was weak through the flesh. As soon as the law gets to the flesh, the law can't produce anything. Because the flesh is that bad. Your flesh. It says that, What the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, who did it? Who did it? Who? Who? How did he do it? Sending his son. Because if man brought the problem, man must take the problem away. So God said, okay, I'm going to do this thing myself because they are so weak, they can't meet my standard. So me, myself, it's only God who can pay the, the demands of God. No human being can meet the demands of God. It takes God to meet the demands of God. So God said, I'm coming myself. I'm coming myself. So you know what he did? He wrapped himself into the womb of a woman. Watch this. Without the involvement of a man, else he'll be like everybody. That, That is the essence of the Christmas story. Or let me put it in a better way than Christmas. Forget Christmas. The essence of the virgin birth. Why must he be a virgin? Is he not equally a human being? No. He's not the same human being. So Jesus was not an ordinary human being. Even though he was fully a human being, he was at the same time fully God. Because the sperm came from God and the egg came from man. Oh, you didn't get it. Mary supplied the egg. God supplied the sperm. Oh, I know what you are thinking. Because oh, wow. the only way human beings produce sperm is through from their testosterone, okay, from their testicles. And then it comes and it's, it's the fluid is mixed with the And then it passes through the canal, the normal male organ. So you see what is troubling people, when we say, the Mary got impregnated by God, they think about sex. Yeah. Wow. Similarly, how many of you know that fossil science sometimes say the earth is about 7 billion or more, billions of years old? Yeah. And science, scientific experiments can prove it. Carbon dating can prove that the, that, that rock mm-hmm. is... 7 billion years old, based on carbon dating. But when you follow the scripture, the Bible very carefully, the Adam was not billion years old. Adam was about 6,000 years. So then how do you reconcile when God created the heavens and earth about 6,000 years ago from scripture, and scientific data that shows that there are elements on this earth that are more than 1 billion years old? How do you reconcile that? It's simple. Shall I show you? Yes. Are you sure you want to know? Yes. It's simple in the sense that Adam, how old was he when he was born? Mm. <laughs> he was he appeared a man already. Yes. So if you take him through scientific process, you will find out that he's about 38 years old. Wow. But in reality, he just got selected. And God created something that is already matured. Oh, wow. So what stops God from creating the rocks that are already looking like 5 billion years old? Wow. It's, 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 it's that simple. It's... Oh, it's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sit down. It's, it's that simple. But people who think, uh, who don't want to know God, they have to find a reason why God doesn't exist. Satan yeah. will help them to find a lot, yeah. and then they say, "I'm an atheist. I'm an atheist." It's just that you can't see the data. Wow. Wow. The God of this world, Second Corinthians chapter four verse four, the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers, yeah. Yeah. even though they are intellectuals. You can be an intellectual and your mind is blinded. It's in your Bible. For in whom the God of... Who is the God of this world? Satan. Has blinded, not the eyes, the mind. You don't think with your eyes. You think with your mind. The fact that you are well educated does not mean you can see the truth of God. So, let me finish this thing. So God said... I have to come on earth myself and meet my standards. And so if I'm coming to meet my standard, I have to come as man. Listen, this is the question. If God created everything, what stops God from coming to just be like a creature? Why is that too difficult for God to do that? But he couldn't have allowed, what, why a virgin? Because a virgin is a proof test that no man has visited her. Some of you, if God was coming, can't you (laughs) see? Mercy. The virgin is a proof test that no man had known her. God created virginity because he knows that he himself needed the proof of virginity to authenticate his entrance. So that if there's nothing to check somebody's virginity, they would have said Mary was not a virgin. So God has to put all these systems in place because one day he's going to sidestep the normal route to become a human being. He's going to become a human being by use a different route. Wow. Even though it will be scientifically proven. Wow. Like if you can have IVF without, you can get pregnant without the insertion of a male organ into the female genitals. Right? If you can get pregnant by that through science, come on. What, what made you make you think that God can have his own form of IVF? Yeah. <laughs> oh, hallelujah yes. the gospel is inside the, the the righteousness of God is revealed inside the people don't just read it wow, so let me end by explaining it so it says that what the law could not do Romans chapter 8 verse 3 in that it was weak through the flesh god did how did god do by sending his son how in the likeness of the sinful flesh okay an account of sin he's coming to deal with sin so he came like he didn't say he was sinful flesh he was like when you see him there's everything like the flesh is the same but him without the sin of the flesh so he came like a sinful flesh but without the sin of the flesh because if you have sin you can't face satan so those of you who are trying to come, come on, I cast you out, I cast you out, and you are sinning, you are watching pornography. Satan gets an upper hand over you when you stay in sin. So if you say, uh, if they say don't fornicate, it's not the pastor's body you are using to fornicate. It's your own body. So you are not benefiting the pastor. You are not benefiting the church leader. It is in your own interest. Because when you sin, you create the platform for Satan, you, or you authorize Satan to work in your life. And Satan is a, is a thief. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. John 10.10. 10. So Satan comes to steal. Well, Now, so God himself came to live. Now, this is the crux of what I'm trying to say. What did God come to do? Most of you think he just came to die. Yes? yes definitely. That's why he came. For this purpose, the Son of Man was revealed, that he might destroy the works of the, the, the devil. First John chapter, I think, verse chapter 3, verse 8 eight or so. For this, he came to destroy. The, so he came. And how is he going to destroy? It? Through death. So Jesus came to die, right? Yes. So why didn't God let him die when he was two years and Herod was trying to kill the children? That, then that would have ended the story. He, he actually came to die. No. Okay, but why? Okay, if Herod couldn't kill him, why did, in, when he was a young boy, he could have died that would have done the thing easier when he was four years old he could have been playing and maybe some people would catch him and kill him on the cross and then he died no why no he didn't have to do that why did he have to wait for 30 years and then start his ministry after three years why did he have to do you know what he said in luke chapter 2 verse 48 49 when they were looking for him and they went and found him in the temple mary said son Your father and I have been looking for you. He said, don't you know I have to be about my father's business? And then look at the next verse. It's going to be interesting. What did the next verse say? But they did not understand uh, understand the statement which he spoke. And what happened? The next verse. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth. And what? Was subject to them. And his mother kept on. He went and submitted. He lived a normal life for 30 years without any... What was he doing? He was busy. And in Matthew chapter 3, verse 11, 12, 13, 14, when John the Baptist saw him, he came for John the Baptist to baptize him. John the Baptist said, I don't have to baptize you because you are bigger than I. Verse 50, he said, no, please, so it today be. So what, look look at the verse 50. But Jesus answered, permit it to be so, for it is fitting for us to fulfill our so everything he was doing he had righteous standards on his mind so he went and submitted himself to his parents why because he was trying to obey the law take all the boxes of the law you can't just die as a baby and take the boxes no you have to be a full human being first go through all the challenges no let me show you again in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 Bible says that we do not have a high priest who cannot be touched by the feelings of our infirmities. but just like us he was tempted where at all points, so every temptation came, he takes it. I, I, I fulfilled the righteousness. He took fulfill righteousness. He took fulfill righteousness. He took. So by the obedience of one man, the many were made righteous. Ah, because by the disobedience of one man, many were made sinners. The same way, one man now came and was obedient. He fulfilled all what the law could not do. in that It was weak. God sent His Son to come and fulfill in the law, fulfill in the flesh. So. There was a human being who lived on the face of the earth and fulfilled all the righteousness of God. He fulfilled all the, he ticked, he ticked, he ticked. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, he said, God made him who knew no sin. Jesus knew no sin. The ones who killed him, the one who authorized his execution, said, I find the fault.' Why? Why did he have to say that? Because that must be recorded to know that this man was perfect and righteous. Yes. Perfect and righteous. So he was obedient to the call To the extent that his obedience was very extreme. Bible says in Philippians chapter 2, that verse 7, that he became, he was found in the fashion as a man. And became obedient. He was found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became what? Obedient <laughs> yeah. to the point of death. And what kind of death? Even the death on the cross. Wow. Wow. So he obeyed God fully. What's Adam disobeyed God fully? Wow. Even the death on the cross, he was obedient. Why must he be obedient? Because in the records of heaven, there must be the credits. Account of somebody. There's an account of somebody who has met all the standards of God. Hey, watch this, watch, watch, watch this. Yet he was a human being. Yes. Wow. So that he becomes the federal representative, the corporate head of the new people who are going to be classified as righteous in the sight of God. Yes. Everybody born under Adam is condemned as sin, sinner. Anyone who so that's why if you are born, you are a sinner, you have to be born again. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's what born again means. You have to be born again in Christ, and now when oh 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 when you get born again in Christ, God now gives you the righteousness of Christ. Now, how did he get the righteousness? As I taught you this morning, I was sharing it in Romans chapter 5, verse verse. Ten, it says that whilst if whilst we were enemies, and that's why I said we are all enemies, is that right? Yeah. If you are not in Christ, you are enemy. If whilst we were enemies, we were reconciled to God. How through the death of His Son. How how much uh, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by what His life, the life, the thirty-three life the years of life He lived. He lived. He, he secured an eternal equity of righteousness so that anybody who comes into him, so you are me, in me, he gives you the righteousness. Watch this. She is not righteous. Okay? I am righteous. Now, this is righteousness through the flesh. So this is God, Jesus, before he came into the flesh. And he became flesh. He came, and then he was born, a baby he grew up. But he had to live to get this righteousness. So he lived 33 years and got this righteousness. And not only the righteousness he got. Because of your sin, Satan has an authority over you. You are in captivity because of your sin. Because of what? Your sin. Satan has been given the authorization to afflict you. Because Satan works in sin. He works in sin. So Christ, now, let's say I am God. God forbid. Okay, but I'm God. I want to help you, but I can't help you because you have actually sinned against me. That's one. And two, you are not righteous. I'm so righteous, you have to come to my standard. Now you are so low, but I I, I want to help you. Satan is holding you. He's not my match. I can't fight it. I don't have to even bother. There's no yin-yang equal power. No, 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 no. Satan is not equal match. much. No, So then God sent his son to come in the likeness of flesh, live 33 years to please God, met the standard, and died on the cross to pay for this one's sin and break the power of the devil. Yeah. Watch, watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Now this one is sin Free that debt's free but he's not righteous yeah. he hasn't done anything so now that by his life the living he lived the righteousness is here now when you come to Christ God gives you the righteousness of Christ yeah. so then when you have the righteousness of Christ you can now come to God and pray in the name of Jesus yeah. Yeah. As you pray in the name of Jesus God is seeing you as you have never done anything wrong God is seeing you and as you speak to him he's seeing you in that like Jesus like this and now Jesus is also on the throne and interceding on our behalf and so we can now come Hebrews chapter Hebrews chapter uh, okay let's look at chapter 4 verse 16 again uh, 15 and 16 15 says that for we do not have a high priest who cannot be touched Who cannot be touched by the feelings of our infirmity, but was at all point, ten times, just like us, but what? Without sin. Look at the next verse. Therefore, you see? This is how you read the Bible. Because of that, because of that, come boldly. Because he has taken care of our sins. So he's our high priest interceding on our behalf, offering sacrifices on our behalf to cover our sins. And the sacrifice he's offering is his blood on the throne of God. So he said, because of that, come boldly before the throne of grace, because you can now come. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19, it talks about we should appear, Christ has secured, says that therefore brethren, having obtained boldness to enter the holies of holies, how? By the blood. The blood covers our sin. So when you are coming, God hasn't seen. God is sin blind when you come in the name of Christ. Oh. Yeah. And he says that, christ verse the next verse verse 20 christ has secured let's come by a new and a living way which christ has secured has acquired, a, a, a procured has consecrated for us through the veil that is his, his flesh so when he came and died in the flesh he secured an access to god for us through his flesh am i I'm, 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 I'm communicating yes and so now because of christ now when you are a christian what happens is that you are wearing the righteousness of christ wow. Wow. now it says that i am not ashamed of the gospel of christ for it is the power of god unto salvation for in it the righteousness of god is not displayed wow. <laughs> that is why you cannot be saved without the gospel You cannot be saved. Now, and I said something that it takes righteousness to be saved because you are a sinner. Oh, yes, no problem. I got a righteousness. It's not your righteousness. Yeah, it's not my own. It's somebody's righteousness, but it's legitimate. I can come in the name of Is why we are christians that is why we pray in the name of jesus that is why we love in the name of jesus that is why we praise in the name of jesus that is why we worship in the name of jesus because our righteousness is of him so paul puts it as i quoted earlier on philippians chapter 3 verse 9 he says that that i will be found in christ not have uh, 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 not having my own righteousness i don't like my own is not good enough My own is not good enough. You are doing a wedding. You have to pack a lot of things, drinks and stuff like that, and lights and um, speakers. And you have a small um, smart car. Your car is not good enough for that. Go for your uncle's one. Your friend, he has a van. Okay, so don't go in your own car. It won't do the job. Come in the righteousness of Christ. It will take care of the job. And so whoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Why? Because, and, and you can't call on his name if you have not heard the gospel. That's right. So how can they call on whom they have not believed? How can they believe in whom they have not, of whom they have not heard? How can they hear without a preacher? The preacher is meant to, preachers who don't preach the gospel are, are dangerous. Go. dangerous. The righteousness of God. Amen. So from this time forward, when you see yourself, don't see yourself as somebody struggling clean, and try. See yourself, I'm, I'm the righteousness of God. Watch this, in Christ. I'm the, don't live there in Christ. If you live there in Christ, it's, it doesn't work. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm the righteousness of God. In Christ. Uh, what are you? The righteousness of God in Christ. You have to say, I am. What are you? I am the righteousness of God in Christ. What are you? I am. So when you are praying, you go not in your own righteousness. You go in an alien righteousness. You go in a foreign righteousness. Somebody's righteousness. You go to the throne of grace. And God says, okay, okay, now you're talking. Shout hallelujah! Clap for the Lord! Put your hands together for Jesus! Jesus! The righteousness of God, <laughs> God has righteousness. God has righteousness, and he chose to donate us righteousness. But it says that I, I'm i done, I'm done now. But let me complete that text, verse 17. For daring the righteousness of God is revealed. How? From faith. Uh oh. So you all you got to bring to the table is not works. It's not works. It's faith. As soon as you bring in faith, the righteousness is revealed of God from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live. God bless you for listening to this message. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube and visit www.karis.org videos and upcoming events. Remember, be a doer of the word and not just a hearer.